And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we have an absolutely fantabulous program planned today because I have none other than the world-renowned expert, Kevin Knebel, as my guest today. (laughs) You are so kind, Deb. Thank you for having me on your program. Well, you know, Kevin has been on before. It's been several years, which is very bad. You know, we need to have Kevin on at least once a year because um, he has such great topics and, and tips and techniques to share with us. So before I go any further, though, let me tell those few people out there who are unfamiliar with you, Kevin, just a little bit about you. So Kevin Knebel, CMEC, is an international speaker, author, trainer, and executive coach whose clients include small, medium, and Fortune 500 companies. He's an in-demand leading authority on social media for sales, relationship marketing, LinkedIn, and Twitter with a healthy dose of inspiration, personal development, and humor blended in for good measure for conferences, conventions, company trainings, and many other events. Kevin is the co-author of The Social Media Sales Revolution, The New Rules for Finding Customers, Building Relationships, and Closing More Sales Through Online Networking. He is also a contributing author of Learn Marketing with Social Media in Seven Days. So again, Kevin, welcome. Thank you, Deb. It's wonderful to be here. And you're so funny because there are a bajillion people that have never heard of me. (laughs) So thank you for the kind introduction. Well, you know, those silly bajillion people, we just have to fix this. You know, that we just we just need to make it so that those bajillion people know who you are. And and you know, we're we're joking, but I'm actually serious because Kevin, you have so many great tips and techniques that you share with your audiences. And that's really why I wanted to have you on today because you do have such great information. And you know, it's it's funny, Kevin is in Colorado, here I am in Atlanta, and we never met when I lived in Colorado. So at some point, we will remedy that. Um, But again, this just goes to show you how powerful the world of social media is. You know, we we connect with people everywhere. It's absolutely true. I actually have a gentleman in Dallas who Mm -hmm. I've done business with for over 10 years. We've referred business back and forth. We've spoken numerous times on, on the phone. And it wasn't until last year that we actually were in the same room at the same place at the same. We had never met in 10 years, right. but we had conducted business for over a decade. So mm-hmm. thank God Al Gore invented the Internet. I know. I know. Where would we be without it? You know, he's he's just done so many wonderful things for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and again, we jest. But it is so true because through the power of social media, we are able to connect with people around the world. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I look at these statistics, obviously, for where my radio program listeners are, and there's this large group in Munich. I have no idea why. In fact, Munich folks, send me an email. Tell me how and why you found the program, because it's about 20% of my listeners. So that's that's very unusual. Um, but it it is one of those things. I and and Kevin, let's just jump right in. One of the things people ask me is. Now, who should I connect with? And I tell them, not everyone, because there are trolls and, you know, creepy people out there that you really don't want to connect with. But you want to connect with people who are professionals around the world. Because, you know, even if you are a brick and mortar store, you never know what I tell people. You never know who they are connected to. You know, and and I think that's so very important. Well, I think you're bringing up a a point that I often make. I rarely use the words social media. And that might Mm -hmm. sound strange as a guy Ah. who speaks all around the world kind of on that topic. Mm -hmm. The term that I tend to use is social networking. And that's because really it's about networking. It's about creating, Mm -hmm. nurturing, and deepening relationships. So to your point, 
I mean, you know, it's the whole six degrees of, of Kevin Bacon, you know, three degrees of separation mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Right. You never know who knows who. And mm-hmm. in a more and more interconnected world, if you're looking to add value, um, you never quite know where that's going to go. And that makes it fun. You know, it's, it, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a, a treasure hunt. Right. You know, and, and like I said, even if you are a brick and mortar place, you never know who those people are who are connected to you, who they are connected to. Um, you know, one of the stories that, that I have from many years ago when, you know, we were really first kind of launching into all of this social media, social networking thing was um, an Amber Alert. <clears throat> and I had received an Amber Alert on Twitter, and this was when I still lived in Colorado. I retweeted it. You know, those are good things to, to retweet and share. You know, we always want to get information out there about missing children. And in oh maybe 10 15 minutes somebody who i was connected with in pennsylvania direct messaged me and said hey there's an amber alert in colorado i thought you might be interested in it so it it really does show that it, it is a very small world is maybe the best way to put that yeah, it really is and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and you never know who you are connected to, you know, and it's it, which, you know, is kind of one of those cautionary titles also, or tales also, you know, hello, don't post bad stuff because you don't know who's connected to who. Um, but it, it is something where people, you know, they they need to always be conscious of the fact that they what they post can be seen and read by virtually anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every human being on Earth with a cell phone is effectively mm-hmm. a media company. Right. And it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, bring in the thought police and screen yourself for every word that comes out of your mouth, but but you do need to be cognizant that we all do mm-hmm. we all live in a glass house and we're all living uh, we're all leaving a social footprint no matter mm-hmm. where we go. So right. if if you understand that, then I always I, I teach what I call the grandma's ear test. Mm-hmm. I, I tell people, if you wouldn't whisper it in your grandmother's ear, you probably don't want to post it on the world's largest electronic bathroom wall known as the Internet. Right. Because mm-hmm. it'll be taken out of context and it'll come back and bite you. Mm-hmm. So it's not that people need to become paranoid about everything they post, but they do need to be aware that, you know, it's it's global. Right. Well, and it really doesn't matter where you post it, or more importantly, what your privacy settings are, because it can be downloaded, it can be shared. Um, you know, people post photos of, you know, maybe indelicate matters. And, you know, well, all you have to do is right click on it when you see it, and you can save that photo. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that, you know, or you could do a print screen and save their post. So, you know, it, it is something, and, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not certainly advocating censorship or anything, but just always remember that grandma could read it or your spouse or your boss or your future boss or, you know, any of those various things. Well, people just need to remember to use some uncommon sense because there is no such thing as common sense. Um, so just, you know, use some uncommon sense because it's, it's we can't outrun our character mm-hmm. and we never know if you just if, if people will just say, is what I'm about to post, or even by extension, is what what's about to come out of my mouth, Right. does it add value? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, well, then maybe think twice about saying it or posting it. Right. You know, and, and that's not to say that, you know, we shouldn't post the, hey, I watched this on TV last night or, or all of those things, because I also believe in the fact that we work with people we know, we like, and we trust. And sometimes knowing that somebody is a Colorado Rockies fan or, you know, likes the TV show, Orange is the New Black, you know, sometimes that helps develop those relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, because the more people, the way, <laughs> it's so funny. Everybody knows that the saying, all things being equal, people do business with and refer business to people who they know, like, and trust. Right. But if you ask an audience of a thousand people, could somebody please stand up and give me your clearly defined strategy? And I don't mean it in a cold clinical way. Mm-hmm. Give me a, your defined strategy on how you create no like trust relationships. And if you'll ask that an audience that, usually you'll, right. you'll hear crickets. So, mm-hmm. so the easiest way to develop a no like trust reputation or kind of footprint is to just be more knowable, likable, and trustable. The mm-hmm. more you're willing to share, you know, with, with some uncommon sense, but the more you're willing mm-hmm. to share about your personal interests, like you mentioned, the television show or music or sports, 
the more people just start to know you, like you, and trust you because you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're just warm and friendly. This isn't, you know, it's funny. When we talk about this kind of stuff, in some ways, we're really talking about gravity. We're right. talking about something that's so obvious that most of the time we don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But it really does make sense to think about it because in a more and more interconnected, over-caffeinated, hyper-competitive Mach 5 with your receding hairline on fire, crackberry, blackberry world, it makes sense to be more warm and welcoming because, as you mentioned, you never know where your next lead, prospect, client, referral, spouse, whoever, you never know where they're going to come from. So right. Just, just well, nice. and it's, it's interesting when I look at your post because we are connected on all the various social networking sites. You are all, almost always, you maybe every once in a while, but almost always very positive and very encouraging with your posts. And that is one of the things that I really like about you. But I know that there have been some people who have said, hey, Kevin, don't you ever have anything bad that happens to you? You know, and, and of course, we all do. Sure. But why and, and what is the thought process between, you know, if, bec- for creating that positive and encouraging besides, you know, just you are just a nice person. And, and you know, that's the way you are probably 99.9% of the time. But what is the thought process with being positive and, encur- and encouraging? Well, it's really simple, actually. Um, my my opinion is that everybody has crap in their life. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to add to somebody else's crap? Yes, I, I don't have a perfect life. You know, I, I've got the same kind of crap that everybody else does. Mm-hmm. I just don't broadcast it because right. I figure, you know, you don't need it. You know, why am I, mm-hmm. I going to tell you about the things that are a challenge in my life when I could, when I could give you something more uplifting and encouraging? So mm-hmm. I typically, when I, when I work with people, either individually or organizationally, <clears throat> I teach what I call an 80-20 rule. Okay. About 80% of anything we post on social media should really be, in my opinion, educational or inspirational in nature. Mm-hmm. Educational could be something about your industry. It could be an upcoming event in your local area. It could be something that adds value in some way. Mm-hmm. Inspirational could just be a motivational quote. It could be a motivational okay. picture. Just something mm-hmm. to kind of lift people up. And I figure if, if, we're, if we're posting, if we're paying it forward, 80% of the time with educational and inspirational things, well, then we've, maybe we've earned the right to talk about ourselves, our product, or our service 20% mm-hmm. of the time. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think the most ironic thing about that is that, and, and I sometimes have a, an annoying habit of reducing things to the absurd. My experience being on social media, LinkedIn, for 12 years is that 99.9% of the questions that people ask about social media actually are not social media questions. Right. They're interpersonal and conversational questions. Mm-hmm. So if a person has the conversational or interpersonal skills of a root canal before they get on social media, now they're just going to be a root canal on social media. Ooh. So what I'm constantly telling people is for every minute that you're learning about LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and all that other stuff, spend two minutes sharpening your saw in terms of conversational and emotional intelligence and interpersonal skills. Does that make sense, Deb? It does. And and I really like that because, you know, there are people who they maybe they have difficulties in networking or in sharing and, and things like that. And I'm talking about in person. And so if they start practicing how to be positive and helpful and inspirational online, I bet that does tend to bleed over then when they meet somebody in person. How could it not? Right? Mm-hmm. How could it not? The way we are, what, the way we are, <laughs> the way we are online tends to be very similar to the way we are offline. Anybody remember a world where we didn't have words like online and offline, and it was just I know. it was just called here. So so it's you know wherever we go, there we are. So I just tell people be just be a little bit more uplifting, be a little mm-hmm. more encouraging because. At the end of the day, all things being equal, people do business with and refer business to people who they know, like, and trust. They tend not to know, like, and trust Debbie or Donald Downer. Right. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm not. I know. Donna, Donna Downer. That's what I meant. That's it. That's it. Well, and you know, and and again, we're not saying that everybody is always happy, happy, positive, positive, because bad things happen. You know, we we see posts about people who have had a death in the family or, you know, all sorts of things like that. And sometimes 
you get so much support when you post for something like that. And and so that's, you know, to me, that's a perfectly acceptable post. Now, if you go on and on and on about something, then maybe it starts bordering on the, gee, if you were talking to someone in person, would they walk away type of, of conversation? But, you know, it, it is, it's it's so fascinating, especially to see how things have evolved from, you know, Twitter, we posted pictures of what we were eating, you know, <laughs> to, to, you know, various things. And, and we really have, I think, become more savvy with the fact that if you wouldn't say it in in real life, face to face, or, you know, at least in a, in a telephone call, maybe you shouldn't post it online. Once again, all roads lead to uncommon sense. Right. You know, and, and of course, you know, there's there's always the people who are going to post the nasty negative. You know, maybe it's the, uh, let's see, well, we're coming up on political elections. Of course, now I- anymore we have elections year round. I'm sorry, I don't change who I'm going to vote for based on what other people have posted on Facebook. But, you know, just remember that, especially with politics, if you are totally against one party or the other, you know, and, and really this is, is universal, the way the political affiliations are, the United States is about 50-50. You know, that, that varies a little bit from here to there, but it really is. So do you really want to alienate half of the people who really want to know, like, and trust you and, hello, do business with you? Once again, uncommon sense. Right, right. Well, now, Kevin, one of the things that people always ask me, and I'm assuming that you get this question, too, especially when you're giving a presentation, is what is your favorite social media, social networking platform? Great question. Um, The answer is it depends. Mm -hmm. For business, my favorite platform is LinkedIn. Right. For fun social stuff, although there is a business aspect to it also, it's probably Facebook. But Mm -hmm. but for – I – I invest a considerable amount of time working with individuals and organizations, explaining, showing, demonstrating, coaching them on how to use LinkedIn as literally a gold mine. And I've been so blessed that I've helped so many individuals and organizations generate millions and millions of dollars in using LinkedIn. So most people are unaware of how powerful LinkedIn is. So I would answer your question. I I really love LinkedIn. Right. Now, you know, you know, one of the things that happens with LinkedIn is we go, and maybe this was several years ago, you know, back to your crickets comment, we updated our profile and then we've never really gone back. Or we go back just enough to accept the plethora of connections that have come through. And then we, and I'm using the general, you know, we as in the world, complain that LinkedIn doesn't work. So i I really want to talk with you because you are an expert on LinkedIn on how to really use it to build, hello, relationships with people, which is really what this is all about. It's about building those relationships, the know, like, trust factor. So when somebody comes to you and says, well, I created my LinkedIn profile and it's no good and nobody likes it and I get nothing from it, what do you tell them after you bop them upside the head? I smile. (laughs) And and I ask them, do you have a gym membership? Okay. And they usually say yes. Or Mm -hmm. as they say no, I say, do you own any exercise equipment in your home? Okay. And they say yes. I say, have you worked out in the last 48 hours? Mm -hmm. They usually say no. I say, so does your gym equipment or your gym membership not work? Ah. And and they look at me kind of like a deer in the headlights. Mm -hmm. And I say, LinkedIn works. A fork works works. Things right. work when you work them. So mm-hmm. so I, I don't try to berate them, but I but I explain to them, you know, if you if you set up a if you set up a LinkedIn profile at some point in the past and you hear it's a good tool, but you're not quite sure what to do with it, that makes you what I would call completely normal. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. right. because that's where most people are at. Mm-hmm. So um I, I tend to keep things very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Um when somebody says, Kevin, explain to me wh- why LinkedIn's a good tool, I tend to answer questions with questions. I say, okay. I say, well, you explain to me why a telephone is a good tool. And they'll say, well, a telephone's a good tool because I can call people and I can do business and I can communicate and I can get my ideas mm-hmm. across. And I say, well, don't you understand that every social media platform is just a variation on a telephone? So LinkedIn is a communication platform. 
Mm-hmm. It's also the world's largest electronic Rolodex with 375 million users, 42% of the users earning over $100,000 a year and two to five new users per second. Mm-hmm. So if you're a business person, it makes uncommon sense to have a presence on LinkedIn because when people are thinking about doing business with you, hiring you, referring you, they're not just going to go to your website. They're going to look at your LinkedIn profile because that's your digital business card. Right. So LinkedIn is a gold mine, just like a phone is a gold mine if you know mm-hmm. how to use it. Does that make sense? It does. So who and and I and I'm asking this seriously because I think that there you know there there are people who maybe LinkedIn isn't acceptable for you know and and we're not talking about retired people or people who aren't in business things like that. Who should use LinkedIn? Well, th- I'm going to say something that's going to sound very very strong. I can't think of a human being that shouldn't be on LinkedIn. Okay. And the reason I say that is because it is the de facto world's largest electronic Rolodex. Right. So if you're in business, and again, this is me keeping things very simple. If mm-hmm. you're in business, then you would have a hard time convincing me why you shouldn't be on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is the world's largest business Rolodex. I don't care if you're a lumberjack in British Columbia. I don't care if you're a dolphin trainer at SeaWorld. You should at the very least, it might not necessarily mean you're going to use LinkedIn in an active Mm -hmm. manner, but you should at least have a profile that clearly reflects your credibility and your experience and how you deliver value to the business world. Mm -hmm. Even if that's all a person ever did was just set up a profile that clearly reflects who they are and, and what they do. And they never went back to LinkedIn ever again. I'm not advocating that. But even if that's all they ever did, Mm -hmm. at least they have a presence on the world's largest Rolodex. Right. Well, and and speaking of that Rolodex and and why that's so important, it is because most people, now there are people who, whatever their, their current career is, they really do want to do it for the rest of, of their career, you know, and, and good on them and more power to them. <coughs> Excuse me. But for many people and probably the, the vast majority of people, if something came along, we might be open to other opportunities. But more importantly, most people are thinking, you know, I don't want to be doing this career, this job forever. And so why not? be building those contacts and those connections long before you actually need them. (laughs) I don't know if I mentioned the uncommon sense thing. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I I used kind of a quirky line about five minutes ago when I said, in a more and more interconnected, over-caffeinated, hyper-competitive Mach 5 with your receding hairline on fire, crackberry, blackberry world, you never know where your next lead, prospect, client, networking partner, strategic alliance, or spouse is going to come from. So it just makes too much sense to continue to expand your network because it just makes sense. If you're in Mm -hmm. business, you're not Tom Hanks on an island with a volleyball named Wilson. Keep building your network. Always build your network. Never stop building your network. Right. Well, and there are those people who, you know, may think or or know that they have their, their dream job. And it was funny because I was talking with somebody one time who had told me that he had the dream job. And then all of a sudden he changed. And I was like, oh, what happened? And he said, you know, he had a very, he really was very happy with where he was. But he had a great, robust, active profile on LinkedIn. And a headhunter reached out to him and said, we have an opportunity that you might be interested in. And they made him the offer that he really couldn't refuse. And and it was one of those things where if he hadn't been on LinkedIn, he never would have got that other that, that new and, and even better opportunity. Well, you're actually bringing up a really interesting point because there's a, there's a subset of people out there, and it used to be larger, but it's still there. There's mm-hmm. a subset of people who think, why should I be on LinkedIn? I'm not looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And I would answer that with, well, then you obviously don't need a telephone. I'm assuming you don't own a telephone if you're not looking for a job. And they look at you like the deer in the headlights, and they go, well, LinkedIn. Just because you're on LinkedIn doesn't mean you're a job hopper. Right? Did you? I would say to that person, you missed the whole thing about the Rolodex. Mm -hmm. So whether you love your job or whether you don't love your job, if LinkedIn is the world's largest electronic Rolodex. 
it has nothing to do with whether you're looking for a job. Now, if you are looking for a job, it's, it's an absolute goldmine. But even mm-hmm. if you're not, it just makes sense to have a, a place mark, to have a business card on LinkedIn, a profile that positions you just so people know what you do. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody in business who's professional, before they get on into a, a meeting, a phone call, a webinar, anything, they're going to if, – if I had a meeting with you next week and I don't know you, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go look at your LinkedIn profile. Right. Not because I'm trying to stalk you. Mm-hmm. Professionals have always done their homework. They've always mm-hmm. done their due diligence, their market research. Right now I'm sitting here in my home office in Colorado looking at your LinkedIn profile. I'm looking at it six inches in front of my eyes. Oh. It's fantastic. Your LinkedIn profile so clearly reflects your credibility and who you are and what you do, and it's so well put together. So this serves you. I'm not, you know, nowhere on here does it say Deb, Deb Creer is looking for a job or, you know, please hire. It's, just, it's mm-hmm. your professional presence on the world's largest electronic Rolodex. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense for people to have a LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Right. Well, now, what do you tell the people who are currently employed who come up to you and say, okay, Kevin, I, I, I buy in. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I know I need to be in LinkedIn. Right. But my boss will think I'm looking for another job. What do you tell those people? I would tell those people to go back to the boss and say, hey, boss, are you aware that there's this thing called LinkedIn that's the world's largest Rolodex? There's a small group of people, boss, who think it's all about looking for a job, but it's not. It's the world's Mm -hmm. largest Rolodex. We as a company should probably have a presence on this website so we can generate more business. Now, that's a way of diffusing the whole, hey, I think he's mm-hmm. looking for a job thing. Well, and obviously, you know, how you're setting things up, if he, you know, if, if you say looking for a new position, yada, 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 or your posts are all about right. um, looking for, you know, there's definitely ways. And now that's that's also not to say that if you're looking for a job, that it's it's tricky because it is a little bit tricky sometimes when you are using LinkedIn and you know, that's where one of the cool things comes in with groups. And I love this feature on groups because, you know, maybe you are currently employed and you know that your boss or someone is looking at the profiles to kind of keep an eye on who might be ready to jump ship. And so they look at what groups you've joined, who you've connected with, all of those various things. And there there are definitely ways to hide those and, and things. And you might want to take those steps. But the cool thing is if you join groups, you can you can communicate with other people in those groups without being connected to them. So it kind of adds that little skulking feature. <laughs> Not really skulking, but it, it adds the ability to be able to communicate with them without, say, your boss saying, oh, gee, you're now connected to my competitor. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, you're bringing up a good point. that that's a, that's a feature that a lot of people on LinkedIn have no idea even exists. So thank you for bringing that up. When you are in a group with someone, you, mm-hmm. you can automatically communicate with them directly at will, mm-hmm. unlike if you're a second or a third degree connection where you have to use other methods. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a, 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 a strong statement, though, and, and this may sound like it's a little bit out of left field, and it may sound a little – I don't want it to sound preachy. If you're working in a place where you're – you know, live, if you're working in a place where it is big brother, NSA, mm-hmm. you got to watch your step – I mean, do you really want to work there? Right, right. You know, if, if somebody comes up to you and says, we see that you connected with so-and-so on LinkedIn – Mm, yeah, you know, that might not be the best place that, that you want to be working. And maybe it is. Maybe, maybe a person listening to this right now goes, no, I really thrive in that kind of environment. Well, then mm-hmm. knock your socks off. But, right. but I, I believe that in, in a world with the Internet, now that we have the Internet and we have social media, we have so many options at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that, one, one aspect of what I mean by that is prior to the invention of the Internet, we had – Limited options. If you mm-hmm. if you were in a crappy job and you hated your job and you hated the people you worked with and you just you know you dreaded getting up and going to work every day, well, you know you didn't have it wasn't like you had the internet where you could go find another job. Mm-hmm. But now, and, and this is going to sound strong, and that, so anybody listening to me right now know that I love you when I say this. Never complain about what you tolerate. 
Right. If, so, if you're in a situation where you're saying, I just hate what I'm doing. Well, there's this new mm-hmm. thing called the Internet. I hear it's going to be really big. Mm-hmm. And with a little bit of intelligence and a, li- and, and a little bit of, of uh, in, you know, initiative, you can pretty much find whatever it is you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I don't put myself out there as a career coach, but just because of the kind of work that I do, I've had many people come to me over the years and say, Kevin, I'm thinking about transitioning out of this career, going someplace else. Could you help me with that? And I always answer, I'm not a career coach, but because I do have a pretty deep knowledge in social selling, relationship marketing, social media, I could probably Mm kind of help you. My record, actually, for helping somebody, I helped a guy find an extremely niche job in the mortgage banking industry. It took me eight minutes to find the job on Twitter. Mm -hmm. We immediately went over to LinkedIn to find the person that had posted the job on on Twitter to to learn more about the guy that posted it. And Mm -hmm. my friend got the job in 48 hours. Right. So never complain about what you tolerate. You don't have to put up in ways that you would have years ago with an, with an, an uncomfortable situation. There's too many options out there. Right. Well, and, and that comes back to LinkedIn because there's so many ways to research. You know, maybe, maybe you're thinking of totally changing careers. Okay, well, you might want to connect with somebody who's in one of those potential careers, and then you can talk to them about it and say, you know, hey, I'm doing basket weaving right now, but I would really like to be the chief CEO of, you know, whatever. And, and you can ask them about those. Or maybe you are thinking about uh, going back to school. Fine. Then find somebody who on LinkedIn who has been at that school and maybe has that degree. All of those tools are there. And that's what LinkedIn is for. Um, I was talking with a woman one time who she was in Denver and was thinking of moving at, to Cleveland. She had, And I was thinking, oh, Cleveland. Okay. Um, but, no offense, Cleveland yeah, people. I know, I know. That aside, <clears throat> I'm sure Cleveland is fabulous. <laughs> there, you know, she, she had said she didn't know what she what she was thinking and I or, you know what she wanted to do and I said have you researched the the company on LinkedIn and seen who some of the connections are and she had a very large database so on or you know list of connections on LinkedIn and and so she did she looked and she reached out to a couple of people on LinkedIn and I told her I said you know at the very least they ignore you I mean you know you know and and tell them hey I am so and so I am interviewing with your company for you know this position I'd like some insight on what you think about the company. And I told her, I said, now, you know, they might come back and and tell you they're not going to communicate with you for whatever reason. They might, you know, you you do have to filter it because maybe they have a buddy who's applied for the same position. But one of the people came back and said, you might want to rethink that because the company is having financial difficulties. And so she researched it. You know, she went further. She used that little thing called Google, you know, that Internet thingy bobber and and did discover articles you know about the company that that were clearly stating that the company was having financial difficulties so that way she didn't have to go into her interview and say hey Kevin just told me you know she was able to completely be above board and say I saw these articles online and what she negotiated with them was that if the company went under within a year they had to move her back to Colorado and pay all of those expenses. So, you know, it's, it really was a great tool for her to be able to reach out and, and talk with people at that organization and say, hey, tell me about it. It's a gold mine. Right. It is an absolute gold mine, just like a phone is a gold mine when you have good mm-hmm. conversation skills. Yes. And it always has to be honest. You know, she couldn't have said, I'm, you know, a friend of mine is thinking of applying. No, you know, because who knows? She might have been that person's boss eventually. And and he would have, wait a minute, you lied to me. So, you know, always be open and honest. And I tell people the same thing with when they send the request to connect. Tell people why you want to connect with them. Hey, I saw that you did such and such or or whatever. And, And that really brings me to one of my pet peeves about LinkedIn. Folks. Do not use the standard, I would like to connect with you on LinkedIn. You know, change that. Tell people why you want to start building that business relationship with them. <laughs> I know, uncommon Conversation sense. skills. O- only, right. only, only every time. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and you'll get a better response. Now, typically, if somebody sends me that, you know, on, on LinkedIn, and I get probably 5, 10 a day, of people who want to connect with me on LinkedIn, and you probably get, you know, at least that many, I do go and look at their profiles. 
I always look at their profile to look for why they might have thought, gee, you know, it would be good to connect. If it's not obvious, I might go back to them and say, why did you, you know, thank you very much for your request to connect. Why, why did you send it? That's a conversation skill. So, so right. when people, LinkedIn's um, mobile app mm-hmm. currently, as of this recording, does not allow us to customize right. a, a message when you're sending somebody a LinkedIn invitation. So when we get a LinkedIn invitation from somebody and it, it doesn't have a personalized touch to it, it's mm-hmm. either because, number one, they just didn't personalize it on their computer, mm-hmm. or number two, maybe they sent it from the LinkedIn mobile app. So right. when, when I would it be okay if I just kind of walked you through quickly how I accept LinkedIn invitations? Perfect. Okay, so I sent you a LinkedIn invica- inv- invitation. Yes. What are your steps? I've learned over the years that the way I do this tends to be different than the way a lot of other people do it. It's not because I'm some enlightened Buddha. It's just I figured out a long time ago a way that works for me. But I have to, I have to paint, put a disclaimer in the beginning. Everything that I do, whether it's speaking, training, coaching, consulting, everything I do really rests on some very fundamental foundational principles. Mm-hmm. Number one, and this is going to sound a little woo-woo, but it's not woo-woo. Number one, it's the principle of taking a deep, sincere interest in other people. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm Mother Teresa Gandhi or an Eagle Scout. But I learned early in my sales and in my business career that the more Mm -hmm. I took a sincere interest in other people, the better things just always worked out, whether that was sales, referrals, just life in general. Number two, at the core of almost everything I do is the art of conversation. Mm -hmm. Because I have people call me every single day, like probably like you do, and they Mm -hmm. call me or they email me, and they always say the same thing, but I always act like it's the first time I'm hearing it. And what they say is, I need more meetings, I need more appointments, I need more clients, I need more referrals, I need more revenue, I need more this, I need more that. Now, I sometimes have this annoying habit of reducing things to the absurd. What they're really all saying is they really just need to have more conversations with more people. Ideally, the right people, and you and I could show them with a laser-like precision, almost down to eye color, how to find the right people on LinkedIn. So Mm -hmm. they need more conversations with more people because if they had more conversations with more people, the natural outcome would be all the things that they're seeking, more more meetings, more revenue, more clients, more referrals. So I keep things very simple, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, sweetie, okay? There's that positivity again, not keep keep it simple, stupid, right? Mm -hmm. So when somebody sends me a LinkedIn invitation, I have a standard daily operating procedure that I do on LinkedIn. I I go on LinkedIn. I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. I put my cursor over the little outline of the person with the plus next to it in the upper right-hand corner, which is your LinkedIn invitations. Mm -hmm. It creates a drop-down menu where I can see how many invitations are in my inbox. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn currently allows you to put your cursor over it and either hit the X button to archive it or the check button to accept. I never, ever use that feature. Right. What I do is I, I move my cursor over to the actual word invitations. Mm-hmm. I click on the word invitations, and it opens up all the invitations in my inbox in chronological order with the most recent invitation in the upper left-hand corner. Mm-hmm. I put my cursor over the quote, which will show me if the message had been personalized from the sender. Mm-hmm. And then I click on the person's name to open their LinkedIn profile. Okay. It doesn't matter whether it's my best friend in the world or whether it's somebody I have no idea who they are. Right. You want to look at their information. I want to look at their information. I open up their LinkedIn profile. The first thing I do is I click on the button that says contact info right under their picture. Mm-hmm. I want to see if they have a link to a Twitter account. Ah. If they have a link to a Twitter account, I click on the Twitter link and I go follow them on Twitter. Cool. Why do I follow them on Twitter? The reason is because they want me to follow them on Twitter. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put the stupid link to their Twitter account mm-hmm. in their LinkedIn right. profile. Mm-hmm. So I connect with people across platforms. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because I'll play with that person in whatever sandbox they like to play in. Mm-hmm. I communicate with a lot of people primarily on Twitter because that's where they hang out. Mm-hmm. I communicate with other people primarily on Facebook because that's where they hang out. Same thing mm-hmm. with LinkedIn. I go back to their profile. I look through their profile a little bit to see who they are, get a, make sure they're not an axe murderer, make sure they're not a psycho, right? So I, I want to just make sure this is like a real live human being. Yes, no trolls allowed. Exactly. 
Then I hit accept invitation. Now, mm-hmm. that might sound controversial to some of your listeners, but Kevin, what if you don't know that person? Right. Here's a very simple rule. I said this twice already in this, in this interview. In a more and more interconnected, over-caffeinated world, you never know where your next lead, prospect, client, whatever it's going to come mm-hmm. from. So here's a blank, broad statement. As long as it's not somebody that you would consider to be as a direct competitor, mm-hmm. why not accept the invitation? Because if it's a direct competitor, you might not want to hand them your Rolodex. Mm -hmm. So I accept the invitation, and then the next thing I do is something that very few people do. I reopen up their profile. Mm -hmm. I have my standard LinkedIn invitation reply template on my desktop in my LinkedIn folder on my computer. Mm -hmm. I copy. I go back to the LinkedIn profile. I hit send message. Mm -hmm. I copy the message in, change the first name to to their name, and I send them the message. But it's critical that your listeners know that that message is not some thinly veiled sales pitch. Right. It's not me saying, hey, thanks for connecting me with on LinkedIn. Please hire me. It's Mm -hmm. me basically saying, hey, thanks for connecting with me on LinkedIn. I'm glad we could begin a mutually beneficial LinkedIn relationship. Here's Mm -hmm. a little tiny bit about what I do. And then it ends with, but enough about me. I'd love to learn more about what you do. If I could ever direct jobs, business, or opportunities your way, I'd be happy to do so. How would I know what a good prospect or referral for you might look like Perfect. to your massive success, Kev? Mm-hmm. And I send that. What I'm, what, what I'm doing here is I'm opening a conversation. Mm-hmm. They're either going to respond or they're not. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lose sleep either way, but at least right. at least I've extended my hand in friendship and mm-hmm. said, hey, it's really nice meeting you. Let me know if I could ever help you. And then I do one more thing, and I hope I'm not overwhelming your listeners. No. Last year, LinkedIn turned on some new features that I've been waiting over 10 years for them to turn on. Mm-hmm. If you go to somebody's LinkedIn profile, underneath their picture, there's a little star there. If you will click that, it will open up a word that says relationship, and there's now a note reminder how you met and tag feature. I love this feature. The tagging feature is absolute gold. So Mm -hmm. people should create some, you can create up to 200 tags in your LinkedIn Mm -hmm. account. So people should create tags such as prospect, client, referral, people that like to ski, whatever it is that's Mm -hmm. important in your world, because now you can filter and you can organize your LinkedIn connections in a much more efficient manner. Mm-hmm. So real fast recap, I, I, I go to, to the invitations, I open up the person's profile, I look to see if they're on Twitter, if they are, I follow them on Twitter, I go back to their profile, I accept the invitation, then I send them a personal message that's warm and friendly, offering to help, it's not a sales pitch, and then if and when appropriate, I tag them so I can keep track of who they are. Mm-hmm. That has opened up millions and millions of dollars in my business and in my clients' businesses. That's how I accept LinkedIn invitations. Right. Well, and you know the the most important part of what you've you've said is that developing that conversation with people. You know, and it is not about saying hi. My name is Kevin Knebel, and I can do because people don't care about that. What they cared about was your sentence where you said, "Tell me about." your best client, your, you know, all of those things, because Hileo, we all love to talk about ourselves. So when you've put that back to them, they're like, oh, wow, you know, Kevin really does want to know who a good connection is. Now, you know, it could be that they're, they might not respond, you know, you mentioned that, or they might respond and say, thanks for the connection, Kevin, you know, all those various things. But it is about that two-way conversation. And, and it's funny, because I saw it was a post on Facebook about post on LinkedIn, which was very funny. You know, you got to love these interconnected worlds. And it was talking about the, the, the spammers of LinkedIn who send you the, the uh, communications who clearly never, ever went to the, that person's profile. You know, they were going through and maybe they tagged, maybe they did whatever, but they did a cut and paste. You know, and, and somebody especially who comes to, you know, when I get a communication from somebody that doesn't have my first name, then I know ooh, they probably, you know, this is not a personalized message. Now, I mean, obviously it depends on the content. Maybe they're talking about I'm going to be at this presentation, so I'm sending this to multiple people or, or whatever. But if it's just the here is what I do. 
and I'm going to try to sell it to you type of message, frequently I disconnect from them. Especially if it's the high Deb, I can help you with social media. Really? You clearly didn't go to my profile. Um, you know, and, and then the ones that are, are trying to sell stuff to me, who are brazenly trying to sell stuff to me. You know, it, it's, it, I, I had a guest on one time, and, and she was so funny. She said, when we meet somebody for, for a first date, we don't immediately skip to, do you want to get married? You know, it, it is about, and, and this is, I'm looking at Kevin's online newsletter, the art and science of creating, nurturing, and deepening business relationships. That is what it's all about, folks. And, and you know, you don't walk up to somebody at a networking event and immediately try to sell to them. And we've all had that happen, right, where, where somebody came up and said, and then they walked, you know, it's like, okay, who? And the bad part is we remember those people. You know, and, and so then we kind of steer clear of them because we know all they are doing is they're in it for them. The, however a person is, however a person's networking and interpersonal skills are offline, mm-hmm. they are going to be exactly the same right. online. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm constantly telling people. For every minute that you're learning how to use social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, Mm -hmm. spend two minutes learning how to be more effective in conversations and networking. Mm -hmm. This is not about social media. This is about social networking. Right. You know, and, and one of the good ways to do that is to look at the people who do it well. You know, it's, it's, it's Kevin. I mean, you know, obviously we, I wouldn't have you on the program if you, if you didn't do that well. But, you know, it's, there are other people who when you see their posts, you connect with them, you know, on whatever platform, you're thinking, wow, they're in it to oh, help me. And, you know, or, or just get to know me, you know, all, and then once I get to know somebody, then they can do a nice gentle sales pitch to me. But don't hit me over the head with it right when you start. You know, what we've all been, as you mentioned before, we've all been to the networking meetings where the person's running around throwing business cards at people. Mm-hmm. I, I always say that's kissing on the first date. Right. Most of those people are not only kissing on the first date, they're using tongue, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're going, oh, Exactly, oh. And, and they're going to do this. But here, you know, we can look at it and we can have fun and we can kind of, you know, mock them a little bit. But mm-hmm. here's the really good part of that. The bar is set so low, <laughs> Right. But when you and I and, and the, your, your listeners mm-hmm. bring a little bit more elegance and empathy to business in conversations, we don't even have to be that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just being better than the guy that's running around kissing on the first date makes right. makes you and I look <laughs> like rock stars. Mm-hmm. So so the, I guess the good part of that is it takes so little to be above average. Mm-hmm. That when you sincerely do want to help people, that it, it's it, it's such a breath of fresh air that mm-hmm. people typically engage with that and go, "Wow, Deb, you you know, what? Well, thank you for your kind welcome message." And really, you're you're accomplishing what your entire goal was, which was to open a conversation. Mm-hmm. If you were to ask me, Kevin, what's your business model? I, Kevin, I, what's your business I, I'm model? Quite, that wasn't me teeing you up, but. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm, I'm very aware of different business models and all that kind of stuff. But my business model is very simple. My business model is paying it forward. Now, mm-hmm. I don't mean that I'm a doormat. I don't mean that I'm Mother Teresa or that I'm giving away the store. Right. But I'm constantly, it's, it's as natural to me as breathing because I've been doing it so long. It's just like, you, it's just the way, it's a way of being, not actually a thing of doing. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly trying to figure out how can I add value to somebody? How can I open a relationship by adding value? So mm-hmm. it goes back to that and what, what, we, what we covered a few minutes ago when somebody sends me a LinkedIn invitation, I say in that initial conversation, hey, thanks so much. I'm all about paying it forward and I'd love to prove it to you. How may I help or serve you? How would I know what a good prospect or referral for you looks like so I can direct resources and eyeballs your way? Right. Let me. Can I say one thing that might sound a little bit strong? Sure. When I send that message, you know, I told you that I'm, I'm trying to open a conversation. Mm-hmm. But there's another side to the coin. I'm actually using it almost as an IQ test. 
Ah. Think about it. If somebody's saying to you, hey, I'm all about paying it forward, and if I can direct business your way, and I'd be happy to do so, how would I know what a good referral for you looks like? And you don't mm-hmm. respond to that? Mm-hmm. No offense, but you're an idiot. Right. I mean, think about it. So mm-hmm. I'm actually using it as a filter to filter out people that have a little bit of a pulse. Because if they don't respond to it, I'm figuring, okay, either number one, they didn't see it. Maybe it just got lost mm-hmm. in the inbox. Or number two, you know, maybe maybe they just got so much business that they just can't even handle more business. I highly doubt that that's the case. But mm-hmm. maybe it is. So a lot of what I do on social media across platforms actually serves as a filter to find the people that I would actually like to work with. Right. Now, that might be a little bit deep in the weeds for some people hearing this, but you're actually, whether you realize it or not, not you, Deb, but everybody listening to this, whether you realize it or not, you're actually filtering where, who you work with, where you work with, whether you know it or not. What I'm doing is I'm intentionally filtering to mm-hmm. find people that are fun, have a sense of humor, and kind of think about paying it forward. And I filter my world to be with people that I really enjoy working with. It's kind of a little bit of a deeper conversation, but that's really what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, and it comes back to something that you mentioned earlier, and that's those tags on LinkedIn. So then when they say, you know, when they when they respond and say, hey, a great connection for me is, mm-hmm. you know, then you know, okay, well, they're looking for event planners. Yep. So maybe that's a tag that you've created or something. Then you're able to help them, and, and you're able to help them more quickly. <clears throat> you know, one of the, the complaints that people have is, oh, my gosh, it takes so much time. Well, not once you're organized and you have a process down. I teach simple 15-minute-a-day strategies and routines right. for using LinkedIn. 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I, I, it doesn't have to take a tremendous amount of time. So you're absolutely correct. If the person responds to me and says, hey, thanks a lot, Kev. Actually, I'm looking for event planners. Well, mm-hmm. then I'm probably going to respond back with, to them and say, well, look, why don't you look through my connections? If you know how to use LinkedIn, you can actually filter through my connections mm-hmm. to find event planners. If you find one you'd mm-hmm. like an introduction to, let me know. If you don't mm-hmm. know how to use that filter function, let me know and I'll help you. Right. Now we're opening up a real nice, mutually beneficial win-win relationship. And at some point, they're going to say to me, how can I serve you, Kev? Yes. What can I do to help well, you? Well, thank you for asking. Blah, blah, blah. Now we're really talking, mm-hmm. right? So, But I'm not leading with that. I'm leading with helping them, most normal, fully functioning, rational, emotionally intelligent human beings, at some point are going to come back and go, hey, thanks a lot. How can I help you mm-hmm. in some way? Yes. And if they don't, well, then you know, mm, okay, Matt, that's a different list they go exactly. on. Exactly. Right. It's, so, it's so self-evident when we just slow down enough to see it. Right. Well, Kevin, you mentioned that you've got these training programs, and and I want to make sure that people know where to go to get that information and where to connect with you. So why don't you tell our listeners how they find you online? Well, thank you for asking. I'm very simple to find. I came out of the Witness Relocation Program a long time ago. So (laughs) if you go to Google and you type in Kevin Knebel, now Knebel is five letters, K-N-E-B-L. Could I please buy another vowel? If you go to kevinknevel.com, which is my website, there will be links there to all of my platforms. I really play on four platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I, also on YouTube, but I'm not considering that a platform, even though it kind of is. But mm-hmm. people can connect with me across all of those platforms. If they want to join my 24-7, 365 cocktail party on Facebook, we're having a ball over there. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. They should mention when they send me a LinkedIn invitation that they heard you and I on your program, mm-hmm. so I know where they came from. That would be nice. Um, they can also go to kevinkenevel.com, sign up for my free weekly newsletter, which has all kind of tips for both personal and professional development. Right. Um, I do have one product on my website right now, which is a four-hour home study LinkedIn and Twitter streaming video training course. It's very inexpensive. Cool. I just finished recording a week ago a new 17 our social selling and relationship marketing program. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, as of this recording, it's not on my website, but it will be on my website within the next week or two. So those okay. of you hearing my voice right now, I'm sure it's on my website now. So okay. so um, please feel free to go to kevinkenevel.com, learn a little bit more about what I do, my coaching. And I tell you, I give you my word as a gentleman, if I can help you in some way, do not read into that money has to change hands. 
if I can help you in some way, I give you my word as a gentleman that I will, and I would challenge you to make me prove it. So please feel free to reach out to me, listener, and if I can help you, if you have questions, thoughts, ideas about anything, I give you my word that I can, I'll help you. Perfect. Well, and, you know, Kevin, we've got just a couple minutes left. <clears throat> so let's, let's, you know, I want to continue on LinkedIn. If you've got the gasp newbie who's never been on LinkedIn, or maybe, you know, the last time they were on LinkedIn, it was five, ten years ago. What do you tell these people, you know, aside from it's, it's a great networking tool, how do you really convince them that it is a place that they need to spend just 15 minutes a day on, you know, and, and, and what tips do you have for them to get started? Um, great question. There's the, obviously, there's the nine-hour answer. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you the 60 seconds. <laughs> um, here's what I, I, I teach very simple daily routines. Here's what I would encourage people to do. Get on LinkedIn for 15 minutes a day. Get on LinkedIn first thing in the morning before you get sucked into your email vortex that hasn't been down to zero since 1995. Just set an alarm for 15 minutes. If all you did was get on LinkedIn and just start clicking buttons, after a couple weeks, you'd start to figure out how this thing works, okay? Okay. What, so once they kind of figure out the basics of create a LinkedIn profile, maybe join a couple groups, blah, 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 here's what I would suggest they do. Create a daily habit of getting on LinkedIn first thing in the morning, accepting your LinkedIn invitations from anybody that sent them to you the way I taught you to do it earlier, Mm-hmm. Then I would suggest that they post some type of a status update. Okay. Post something. We covered this earlier in the interview, the 80-20 rule. 80% of anything you post should either be educational or inspirational. It shouldn't mm-hmm. just be about you and your product or your service. But the reason there's a couple reasons why I want people to develop the habit of posting a status update. Number one, it creates a top-of-mind awareness because right. we all know out of sight, out of mind. So mm-hmm. if people go on LinkedIn and once a day or once every couple of days, they see your name and your picture show up in your newsfeed and you're sharing something that's educational or inspirational in nature, well, then you're starting to accomplish what Deb talked about earlier, which is you're starting to develop a no-like-trust relationship. And you never know when somebody's going to be either looking for somebody like you or has a question for somebody like you, but at least you're creating an awareness that, oh, you are active on this platform. You are mm-hmm. using this platform as a communication tool. You're not just one of the myriads of people who've set up a profile and never went back and did anything with it. So you're in the sandbox. You're playing around in the sandbox. So share a status update. Mm-hmm. Then the next morning, when you're about to share the next status update, put your cursor over the notification Uh, tab in the upper right-hand corner and see if anybody has been engaging with your content. Engaging being defined as clicking the like, comment, or share button. Mm -hmm. That's an engagement opportunity. That's a conversation starter. So when I get on here, like right now I have my cursor over this tab, I'm seeing people that are clicking the like button on my updates. I'm seeing Mm -hmm. people that are commenting on my updates. I'm seeing people that are sharing my updates on their own wall. Then I look to see, well, who are these people? Then when I look to see who they are and I look at their LinkedIn profile, I ask myself a very simple question. Is this possibly somebody I would like to do business with in some way? Could be a prospect, could be a referral source, could be a center of influence, whatever it is. Well, then I have a very natural conversation starter because they've already clicked the like button or the comment button. I can just send them a message. Hey, Bill. Thanks for liking the picture I posted. Just so you know, I'm all about paying it forward. If I could ever help you in some way, how would I know what a good prospect or referral for you might look like? Perfect. Now we're opening a conversation. So the simple thing I would tell your listeners is go on LinkedIn in the morning, accept your LinkedIn invitations, post a status update that it delivers value, either educational or inspirational, see who's engaging with your previous content, and create, nurture, and deepen conversations and relationships. That's a, I love that it. is an extremely simple 15-minute-a-day routine. Perfect. And it is just 15 minutes. For the people who think this is you know, a time suck, you can do it in 15 minutes. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, Kevin, 
This has been a delight. I have been talking with Kevin Knebel, who is a social networking expert. Make sure you connect with him online. And we have to do this more than once every couple of years, Kevin. We need to make this an annual date, at least, if not more often. I would love that. You are such a joy to speak with, Deb. Thank you for all the value that you're delivering to the world and to your listeners and to the business world in general. What you're doing is a very, very kind thing because you're paying it forward to the world delivering so much value. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of me and all the people that listen to you. You're you're a gem. So I'm glad you're part of my life and I'm glad you're part of the business world. Well, thank you. Thank you. And it really is such fun. I love my guests and, and, you know, I learn from every single one of them. And so, you know, until next time, everybody have a great day and we will talk with you next week. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.